We begin this broadcast once again with Bob in Vermont, Joe in Bellevue, Washington, and Spike in Shoreline. At his limbo, town. where is it? Officially in limbo. It's a new, new designated uh, autonomous zone around <laughs> my family. Yeah, who has no home to go to, sure. and a fuse burning on the rental property. So we're officially in limbo, Washington. I'm, I'm hoping you have a better tent than the ones I've seen on TV in Capitol Hill. Oh, it's, it's, I gotta say, it's, you know, it's an embarrassment. What's an and embarrassment? And I'm not, I'm, I, the way these people are using the opportunity afforded them. So when you say these society, people, are you referring to a specific race? Come on, give me, give me some Archie Bunker here. What do you got? Um, I don't, well, I think, I think, uh, Joe, I'll, I'll slip one in here. I think assholes come in all colors, Bob. I think, and you, you gotta, it's the content of their character. The that rectum is, is colorblind. <laughs> Truly, the it's the yeah. content of their character that I'm judging these but people what, by, I guess and it's what just I'm saying, embarrassing. Because I'm an outsider, yeah. And so at first, I was kind of proud of Seattle. That uh, first off, that you know they were protesting, and I have a niece who's going, and she's very peaceful. Uh, and uh, I also thought it was odd that the police abandoned their barracks. But having lived in Seattle for 25 solid years. I know that tensions, uh, racial tensions with the police are nothing new for Seattle. It's happened before. And, uh, and so I thought maybe they were playing it cool by letting the protesters have their voice. And then when you start having shootings, then the whole thing, you know. It, but is that just a couple people ruining it or has the whole thing turned hostile? It, the whole thing hasn't turned Joe, I've been up there and I'm not sure if you have either. And I'd love to I hear your point of view on this. Yeah. Not yet. Um, it I is might literally actually go literally, tonight. Okay. It's a, it's a it's don't go at night. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I mean, um, I have to. They're like gr- they're, they're like gremlins, man. They're fun and fuzzy during the I, daytime, and at night they're like rip your face off. Well, I'm going there for a, for a whole another reason. I'm picking up a bed right around the corner, so I may be somebody left going, it behind. Sure. Yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe would only go anywhere for takeout. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is; it has to be takeout. No, no I, it's a, my my daughter found a bed she likes. Mm. And it's one of them like Craigslist deals or something. So oh. the lady works till seven, so at eight. You're tonight. buying a Craigslist bed during a pandemic. Seriously, well, she, it's a frame, not the not the oh, bed okay. itself. Oh. The, the okay. frame, okay. And we okay. will disinfect it. I mean, it's it's sure. her it's her call. But anyway, We're I'm, getting I'm not gonna, bed bug and beyond. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not going to go up there. And, and she no, she's got her own mattress and everything. This okay. is just a cool frame with with uh, drawers. But I'm not going nice. to go up there and and walk around very much. But I'm going to just by default probably at least drive by for the first time today. Mm. Do you have somebody to help you carry this thing and move it and all that, Joe? Yeah, my daughter. It's it's only a frame. It's not going to be that. Oh, heavy, okay. So. But yeah. it's it's okay. You don't need, if you need a hand, I'll I'll go with you. Oh no, we should be good. I'm. I'll bring my I'm, wife's gun because you're going at night. So we'll be yeah. Good. Oh no, it's uh, we're not. If there's any danger, we're we're not going to be. Yeah. Not, you know. So so back to because uh, whenever someone uses a phrase like these people, like Spike did. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's usually a buzzword for some kind of prejudice. And I'm, I'm not saying that it is the case for you. But when you say these people, are you referring to a few bad people who are hurting the peaceful protest? Are you saying that it's all gotten too far and too out of hand and we need to shut it down? What are you saying? I think there's a, a very irresponsible and uh, entitled, uh, may I you know, pass judgment on people? Mm. Um, clearly they're irresponsible by, by evidence. I think they're immature and uh, entitled by my interpretation of their actions. But again, when um, you say they, I don't know what uh, they uh, is. Is they well, the, the they people is, think, who committed some crimes? Or is for, they for, a huge portion of the group that's protesting? There, I think it's a very small portion of the group that's protesting. I couldn't put a percentage figure on it because I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to put a, a body count from attendance perspective of CHOP. I couldn't tell you how many people have actively taken part in this you know, um, Well, a million people asked for tickets, but I heard only 6,000 showed up. <laughs> Sorry. By the way, they're claiming it's 12 today. His official um, campaign communications director says officially it was 12, which is- 12 what, people? Well, <laughs> twelve angry men. Yeah. The remake. That's that's funny. That's funny. Um, I think it's a really it's a really small percentage of people up at Chop who are taking the opportunity to be excessively and irresponsibly um, active yeah. and proactive. I mean, there was there's a, there's a film out right now. Of, I think the girl's name is Brandy Cruz. I could be wrong on that because I don't really watch her uh -huh. show. She works for Q13 Fox. She does a, a political, like a half-hour political show that they run. I think like eleven thirty. Oh, there's 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 the street by my house, Bob. I can hear that sure, siren. I hear the siren. Um, well, she was trying to film up at Chop. I think it was Monday night, and she was harassed by a, a, a small handful of people, and they were, you know, F Fox, F Q thirteen, F Trump, blah blah blah, um, and it got to the point where they, this reporter and her cameraman felt physically in, in danger. Sure. These people were just, you know, and they didn't want them there and leave. And and there was some of this, and we're talking about maybe two dozen people that um, were just kind of attracted to this girl trying to film a segment, which may have been biased and slanted. I don't know. She never got to film it. I, I'm not saying she was going to do that. They all determined she was going to give that representation or misrepresentation of their intent. And they pushed back like total idiots. And, and just fueled all the criticisms, all the warnings, all, all the false flags about what goes on up there. Mm. They were the living embodiment of, of your worst nightmares about this thing. And it's embarrassing. Yeah, so, I mean. They're the all white that, kids. Yeah. Well, not all, but 85% of them were white kids. So the thing that worries me is, can anybody have any kind of gathering without their statistically, numerically having to be at least a few jerks? Uh, no, and worse. I don't think they can. Yeah. I don't think they can. The evidence proves that they can't. And with social Everything media being hand. what it is, any gathering, everyone there want. They may not want the same things emotionally, politically, or whatever, but everybody there wants the same thing to be seen, to be noticed, to be viral. It's so yeah. odd, by the way. That the weirdest, strangest thing in humanity over the last 15 years that has developed is everybody's need to be viral. And we're getting our asses kicked by a virus. 
Yeah, we're plenty viral. <laughs> God, three million God doesn't have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, d- doesn't God have a sense of humor on that one? It's just the Seriously. strangest thing. And uh, and so I have very mixed feelings about Chop because at first I thought it was very nice that Seattle could have something like that and have it be peaceful. And then sure enough, can anything be peaceful? Because if it's on TV, you're going to have the, uh, you know, whatever it is, if it's um, protesters saying uh, free um, Michigan, then free you're going to have people saying they're irresponsible, they're terrible. And if it's protesters saying, you know, stop murdering people of a certain color, then, other, then certain channels will go, they're out of control. And so uh, essentially, and if I blame anything, besides social media, for being the tinderbox where this stuff happens. But I also blame all of the media. I blame all of us covering, I mean, drama sells. Love doesn't yeah. sell. Love is good for a day or two. And and here's a cute little kicker. Some people made some burritos at Chop the other day, and they're growing some organic vegetables in the hair in their ears because they don't bathe. And, and get, get a commemorative Chop salad. All the proceeds <laughs> go to put a yeah. for first aid treatment for gunshot victims in the Chop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, <sighs> a, it's, a rough, uh, it's a rough thing. You guys are right there, and you haven't been, huh? Uh, I've been. Oh, you have, but there's there's another another siren. <laughs> now, I want to go how home. How far so are you bad. from Capitol Hill? No, <laughs> or is that just um, a I'm normal actually, thing? I'm actually close to an uh, retirement community, a uh, senior center. Oh, and every time every time we hear an ambulance go by, we just think there's a new vacancy, which is sad. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, so, well, the thing the thing on the chop too is, I mean, it started out as a peaceful notion but the violence like you said comes at night and it's not from the people that are there it's from word getting out that here's a place where you can be totally lawless and there's not going to be any consequences so if you want to go and and rob and steal and shoot here's a place you can do it so it's not the people that are there already it's the people that come there but what you're hinting at is they bear some responsibility because they're protesting the law and then when it gets lawlessness it looks like they're irresponsible too right well careful what you wish for right yeah yeah and there are people there are volunteers trying to keep it peaceful there in fact we know one really well i saw him on the news last night uh rick the bouncer who used Mm. to be on our show all the time gave a very impassioned uh talk on king five last night about what he wants to see happen now uh, I, i saw that clip too did you notice how the tv station did a cutaway to his firearm on the side. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's packing. He needs he's got mace and he's serious. I've seen him on a couple of channels yeah. and what he's trying to do is keep the peace up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's that's what he does for a living. He's a bouncer. He's a, he's a guy, he's right. a security guard and he's and a volunteer. Heart, yeah, we know his heart. Yeah, his trying trying to keep people from dying up there basically. And he's telling everybody you know, go home at night. There's nothing good that's going to happen here at night. Like you used to say, nothing good happens good after, after midnight, after midnight yeah. especially in the chop. So it's, I would uh, say after 9 p.m. in this particular yes, case. Yes, if, yeah. if you want to protest, then you can sit out there and protest. Yeah. But they're, they're going to be, that. that's not going to go so well. That that one's going to be gone in a, in a week yeah. or two, I, I think, just by virtue of it's not serving any purpose for anybody. 
Yeah. So all protests end eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you remember the bottom 99% protest, remember that? Occupy Wall Street, right? Yeah. We were on the air watching that go. And, and I remember being uh, a skeptic, a cynic, saying, look, all these people, you know, they're not really going to change anything and then they're going to go home. Uh, near as I can tell, they didn't change anything and they went home. Well, don't well, confuse a- what's happening on Capitol Hill with the Black Lives Matter movement or anything like that. This is two different things we're talking about yeah. completely. Right. And well, that is got only gaining momentum. And that is not going away. That's only gaining momentum. Well, 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 only- I'm not saying the cause is bad. The cause is great. But what I'm saying is when you occupy a place and you say we're not leaving, eventually you leave. Correct? Unless you're like, you know, yeah. Germany in Unless World War II. I guess eventually you do yeah. after they kick you out. <laughs> it's just a question of when. And so, yeah, the, I mean, so you ask yourself, people, what, we, what do we actually want We've been to occupying to? Puerto Rico a pretty long time. I mean, well, there, it's, it's a, but, yeah, but, but from, from when you sit down, I, I, a guy I saw was so mad about wearing a mask. He goes, I'm going on a hunger strike. It's like, well, good luck with that. I mean, it's like, you know, he, he's so yeah. upset that it's going to be the law to wear a mask that he's going to refuse to eat or wear a mask it's yeah, like, well, that, yeah that's not going to work out so well i, I mean again yes, it, i love the cause uh but i would love to see something actual real come of it and if you wait until the whole thing falls apart and becomes chaos then you lose your leverage you have your leverage when you have the most media and you're the most peaceful and that's the time to sit down and win concessions and what from what i've been reading no one running this protest well, maybe no one's running this protest, but no one has been smart enough to to turn it into something that will create a useful uh, response. Does that make sense? Yeah. Seems like, seem, yeah. seems like lack of leadership is affecting both sides of this argument. Well, and that's uh, certainly what I read when I read social media about Seattle. There's people upset with everybody right now. So. Well, what they're upset about is starting uh, Friday, you have to wear a mask by law. It's, is anybody uh, upset about that in Seattle? Well, oh, my I, God. You would not believe it. It seems like it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Ugh. In fact, I just was out today. I went to the dentist, and, of course, they're wearing a mask, and I'm wearing a mask. But every I see people up and down the street. Nobody's wearing a mask. So it's going to be a, it's gonna be a bit of a of a wake-up call when it becomes the law on Friday. We will see, yeah, we'll see. you know, who, who is going to stick with it. Because it's been made a political issue, there'll be a whole bunch of people who refuse to do it, and they'll be making their own, you know, protest, not even in their own best interest, but they'll be doing that. It'll happen. I heard, I heard Dr. Fauci this morning doing an extended interview, mm. uh, and one of the questions, and it was on NPR, so take up from that what you will. I know all media has a spin to the message they present, but NPR seems to be judged by most reasonable people as pretty even-keeled and fact-based reporting. Is that that a fair thing to say? NPR? Really? Okay, well. My elephant's trunk just lifted up and squirted water on you. It's what comes out the other end that worries me. I believe that. I I mean, it's certainly certainly liberal-friendly, though, NPR, but they're not... Uh, they they're not like MSNBC up. where they're a liberal propaganda arm. 
Well, and my donkey just lived up the other end, Bob, so be careful where you step. <laughs> well, NBC, um, anyways, MSNBC anyway, and CNN have decided to become the left-wing version of Fox. So I, I, they I selectively... Too, but let's, let's, let's not get off that. They it's, selectively uh, you're, report you're right. stuff that, that that their audience wants to feel good at in their reverb chamber. But go ahead. Yeah, well, okay. So Dr. Fauci, who has for three decades been this country's leading expert... Yes. ...on, on disease and uh, and... You know, uh, pandemics, epidemics. Since 1984. Yeah, I mean, through multiple administrations. And his whole point, he was asked by the interviewer, you know, this has become politicized and you can literally poll Republicans and they say it's all bunk and you don't need a mask and it's an intrusion on our liberties. And you can poll Democrats and they say, you know, it's science-based, it's smart, it's good for everybody. And his perspective was, you know, look, we're all in this together. We cannot afford at this juncture to have this become uh, politicized. That's you know, as as a nation moving forward in in the in the arena of health and public safety, we cannot afford to let that divide stand. Yeah. So, but then again, he's a scientist. So what does he know? Well, you, look, there's no point arguing with me. I well, agree I'm not with, you, with you. But I mean, the people who disagree, uh, I have an understanding of them a bit. I think. And part of what they believe, and this is a conservative philosophy, and in you think you would think of this as bad, but it's kind of every man for himself, and we all take the risks we want to take. If if you know you uh, eat a half gallon of Hagen Dazs every night before you go to bed, that's freedom. If you I smoke, can't breathe diabetes, on you, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's freedom. If you, know? you um, if you smoke cigars and inhale that's freedom and uh, and and when it comes to healthcare, you know this is what i'm saying is they're consistent you don't have to agree but when it comes to healthcare, it's like the nanny state shouldn't provide it for you you should pay for it and that in itself is a weird kind of freedom as well now i, I don't agree with this stuff but i understand that a certain portion of the population tugs in this direction a certain portion of the population is very empathetic and cares about a safety net for society and tugs in the other direction. So when I say one side or the other side, that's just how I see it. I, at any one given time, one side may make more sense uh, and the other side may be completely bonkers. Well, on this one, the, the deal is the same people that complained about putting on their seatbelts, the same ones that complained about having to go outside the bar to smoke, the same ones that yep. complained about mandatory car insurance are the ones complaining about the mask yes. because they do feel it. it's an impingement on their freedom. But the deal here is um, if you're, you know, you're, you're, the mask is like a muffler. Imagine if you, if a I know muffler what you're going to say. Optional. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, if you could have a muffler yeah. or not on your Underwear car. Underwear is that, a muffler it, too, by the way. And I love yes, those Yes, and it's all got to be done but anyway i think i got a song if you want it that sure. i think both sides will like if it because uh the more states that make this the law and it's going to be the law here uh friday it's mm. already the law in uh i don't know eight or ten states and more are coming yeah and there are consequences Wearing you masks, will yeah. you will be fined and so if you want a song i got one for All you right, what do you I got right up by what should we do the mass police won't let me wrap up my head. <laughs> or, or no, the mass, mass police, police want me to wrap up my head. Mm. The mass police say it's better than dead. 
the mass police patrol in every grocery. Oh, no. Mm. I know I'll be called a sheep by those Republican guys. But if the bug <laughs> caught me, I don't think I'd survive. It loves big guys. <laughs> so they're out on the streets and trying to keep every single cough and drop of snot contained so we can gather once again i know i'm not much of a singer actually on every street i walk i take they won't let me alone until we get a vaccination they won't let me alone yes behind a tree in the park they won't let me alone they prosecute me for going anywhere without one i love it uh and it's perfect you just sang it it's finished. <laughs> no, it needs a lot of work. But I'm telling you, that would be a hit. That would be a uh, hit. And this is funny. a this is a volatile this is a volatile yeah. uh, a the topic. Mass police. And, yes, the um, mass police. So, is anybody really getting hauled into jail yet for not having a mask on? Well, the, not the, yet. The law doesn't start until Friday. Right. I don't think it's going to be a jailable offense. It's going to be. It's going to be a fine, though, right? There'll be a citation issued. Yeah. Businesses can yeah. refuse to serve people. Did you see the guy that forced his way into a Walmart last or this week? The video of that because he was uh, being told he couldn't come in without a mask. I, I heard. And that, this yeah. guy assaulted the the front security guard or you know greeter the mm. greeter <laughs> at Walmart. Uh, yeah. People are people are going to get stupid about this. Um. Sure. Um. I guess I'm not going to care. Well, it, it, you have to. I mean, if you want to, at least in this state, if you want to do anything, if you want to continue doing business, going to the grocery. Yeah. I went to the no, dentist. No, I'll wear today. my mask, but I'm not going to care about the people who decide not to. And if they get well, a, if they get a parking ticket or a fine or whatever, I'm not going to care about that either. If they get you sick, you're going to care. That's what it comes down to. If they to get me sick, I'm going to care, but I'm going to stay away from uh, as many places and people as I can because right now, and this is another concept that you know people disagree on, but it's every man for himself and every woman for herself. The government ain't protecting you from this. Well, there's no doubt, but yeah. it's also if you want to stay, and and I more power to you because you're in a position to be able to. If you want to stay indoors for the whole summer, if you want to stay on your farm and not see anybody, yeah. that is a really safe option. Um, myself personally, I want to be able to do things, and I mm. think the best way to get everybody doing things without killing each other is if everybody wears, wears a mask yeah. and does what we are I supposed what you're to saying. do. You want to get back to uh, living, and you've become convinced that if everybody's wearing a mask, it's reasonably safe to do that. I'm not even convinced of that, but I right. don't know. I don't, have, I'm, I don't have the data. We don't have enough research on how this thing actually spreads. A study of people who were in demonstrations, protests, showed that surprisingly— only a small number of them tested positive. I think it was less than 1% in one study and just around one point something in another, which is not much different from the general population that's trying not to get it. Mm -hmm. And that was a surprise. What I take from that is if you're outside in fresh air, with or without a mask, it's just not that easy to get this thing as it is anytime you go indoors. I mean, our dear friend Chuck Opperman, 
went indoors to two different restaurants. And in the restaurants, he noticed other people not wearing a mask. Now, I didn't ask Chuck this yet, but I know he listens to the podcast. How do you go in a restaurant wearing a mask the whole time you're in there? Think about that for a second. Joel, I'd be curious to know. Well, I've been to a few restaurants now, and, and you don't wear a mask the whole time you're in there. When you wear a mask is when you're likely to encounter anybody. So if you get up to uh, go anywhere, you put on a mask. When you're waiting So when you're sitting your at table, your table, you take off a mask. And you take off your mask and to eat certainly your meal. when you're eating, you take off the mask. Right. And, and, and the, uh, you yeah. <laughs> right. And the and your table should be nowhere near anybody else's table. Sure, but so. you're convinced that's okay. So, because, see, studies I've seen say anytime you're in indoor air, it has more to do with the ventilation than it does with how many people there are. And it has more to do with keeping your mask on. So I'm not convinced that even where it, with everybody wears masks on their way in, if indoor restaurants are anything other than a pipe dream by the people who need to do that for a living. And everybody is going to want to do the thing they do for a living. I get that. But it sounds very dangerous to me. I wouldn't go to an indoor restaurant. Well, I've been That's to two. Yeah, and That seems to be the evidence presented in states where there's been a tremendous uptick in cases. Restaurants. Yeah, well, just any kind of public gathering where you go inside somewhere. Right. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'll go in a store with my mask on and whisk around the aisles and get what I want and even hold my breath a little when I go by someone. But I know that I'm in air that people are breathing and I feel that that's danger and I need to get in and out. The idea of a restaurant for me isn't in and out. It's to sit down and relax and have some social conversation while you wait for someone to bring you your meal. And I don't see any way that's going to be safe until we have a vaccine. Well, I'll, I'll keep, keep you posted. I'm not going out every <laughs> night. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, we're we're going to have our first fantasy football gathering on Thursday. Now we're going to do it outside on the patio. See, that I love. I'm, I feel real. I, and by the way, this is my science. Science I made up for me based on my best judgment of everything I read, because in today's world, it's every man for himself. Right, and I agree. I don't think like, you know, I would. I used to would go to the bar and watch a Mariners game and sit there for maybe four hours from mm -hmm. the time it started to the time I left. And I don't feel like I would want to sit in an indoor place that long at all. And I know it only takes a second. I mean, but at some point, you've got to go back. I went to the dentist today, and it's a lot different than when I went there right before this started. Did you get your you, uh, nitrous? No, well, no. They only I I I have a tooth issue that I need to uh, get dealt with. That, like I chipped one in the back. So I thought you it, didn't even get out of your car until they wheeled the nitrous out to your car. Well, last, I didn't last time even, we talked well, about it. It's true, <laughs> and, and and I'll tell you, I'll get there because I had a long, a pretty good heart to heart discussion about nitrous with right. my dentist. But uh, this was just to see what needs to be done. But I didn't get out of my car until they told me I could get out of my car. The new procedure is you pull up to your dentist you right. call you you tell them you're there nobody in the waiting they, yeah. they let you come in they greet you uh masked up and with a thermometer in their hand they check your temperature 
They send you directly to a hand sanitizing station. You sanitize your hands. You keep your mask on. They keep their mask on until eventually you have to open your mouth, obviously. So you take it off and he gets in there. And uh, and this was just to look. And I told him, I said, that is this, that's all I do without gas. I said, I'll buy my own nose. You know, I'll say it could be just like a, the old pubs where everybody has their own pint glass when they come in. You know, everybody has their own nose because I do want gas and i am going to need a crown next month and mm. uh, and they're trying to get the nitrous up and running uh but if not they'll uh, prescribe me a sedative or something because i am a wimp right but you, you dentists have to go on so if every single person is masked up if every single person sanitizes their hands you can't eliminate the risk but you can certainly minimize it and if every single person is wearing a mask yes it, it's going to go again, way down this in order to have the least danger it requires every single american to agree and behave oops right and that's yep. what's yeah. going to be curious yeah well yeah it's gonna be I, tough i'm with you joe yeah. I, darby's got a dental appointment next week and the exact same procedures are in place for her dentist yeah well, the most dangerous thing I've done since this whole thing started, I think I did today, and it wasn't by choice either. What'd you it do? Was, uh, I shook a man's hand for the first time since March. I have not touched a hand. I bumped an elbow or two. See, now I'd I like to. Not... I, I'd like shake a hand, hand, shake a hand, hand, shake a hand, hand. I'd like to actually have that be a great song. I know we can't shake it. I know that we can. <laughs> What's that song shake I'm thinking a hand, about? Hand. It's um. I know oh, we can uh, make it work. It's Pointer Sisters, right? No. Maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Rubber well, Band Man. Just, that's what it was. Oh, oh, I love Rubber, rubber Band, band, band. Man. Yeah. That's, that's the uh, spinners, I believe. I want uh, to shake your hand. I'm a shake a hand man. I'm a handshake <laughs> man. <laughs> well, uh, this wasn't I, any normal. I look normal. for songs that are more fun than, you know. That's yeah. fine, Bob. If you don't like my jail. songs, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. You don't need them. <laughs> no, I love I'll have it. my ninth graders do it, and they'll go viral with it. That's it, fine. And please, tape it. Okay. <laughs> please uh, treat but, us like second-class citizens. I'm well, okay no, with No, I'm just throwing it out there. If you don't like it, you don't no, like I it. I loved you singing it. I thought it was funny. Okay, great. But, now, now, do you want to hear about the the filthy, nasty hand I shook or not? Yes, I do. It, <laughs> it was the nasty. I do not want to get you angry, Joe. I'm well, going to bring it back. A, I like happy yours. Go ahead. He's a friend of yours too. Oh, the, uh, the uh, well, he's a friend of all of ours. Uh, I'm I'm out cleaning my truck and it's garbage day, and uh, the garbage guy pulls up and you know it's all automated. He grabs my can, he dumps it in. He goes, "Hey, Joe." He says, "Does your dog like treats?" And I said, "Sure." Wow. And uh, mm. and he gets out of his garbage truck. He goes, "You do you remember me?" And I said, "Well, you sure look familiar." He goes, "What's your name?" He says, "Scott." And I said, "Oh yeah, Scott." And he was a, a big listener of ours. You know, drivers and garbage men are our best customers. Sure. They uh, you know they always listened a long time. He goes, "I can't even listen to the radio anymore." He didn't know we had a podcast, so I told him. Oh. But he, but uh, he gives Bandit a, a treat and bandit sucks it down mm -hmm. and then he gives him another one and he says boy i sure miss you guys on the radio and he stuck his hand out ah. and th and this was a garbage man hand yes. with it with the very smelly dirty glove on it but you know i didn't have the heart not to shake it so. wait a minute you so i thought you were gonna say i shook it without realizing but you said i cannot reject a hand offered in peace and love 
No, I can't, especially from a guy who just gave my dog two treats and was talking about how much he missed us. And and I don't know if it was like a, a test or if he just doesn't see people much, but I had not touched another hand. Yeah. It was not my immediate family in months, but mm. I shook it, and then I went inside and scrubbed like there was no tomorrow. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, felt but, it, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it felt weird. Uh, the last hand I shook was at the last bar I visited the bartender. When he closed it down, I gave him a tip and shook his hand. Mm. That was mid-March. And it was, it was it felt good, but it was also kind of like that felt a little risky to me. Mm. Because who, who touches more stuff, uh, uh, random people's stuff, than the guy collecting the garbage? Yeah, I would think that's uh, low on the level of people I would trust. I'd and, probably I'd probably say though that the coronavirus took one look at your garbage man's hands and said no thanks. Yeah, and and he had get it? a glove. Get on. it? No. no. Okay. No. Oh, you mean <laughs> like his hands were too dirty for the virus? Uh, too touching. dirty. Yes. Mm. Sorry, they don't all work. No, no, it's okay. I get it now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so but that that talks about what we're all feeling is that we'd like to return to normal. And that's why I'm going to go get a bed from a stranger's house on Queen Anne tonight. Mm. I'm going to go have a fantasy football meeting and I'm, you know, going to shake a garbage man's hand and mm. I'm going to wear a mask. And I always do uh, anytime I'm around people. And that's the only way we're going to get back to normal mm. is if people quit freaking out about the the politics and the lack of freedom and realize it's not it's a medical thing. And if we all keep our distance wash our hands wear our masks we should be able to go to restaurants we should be able to go to church we should be able to open schools but if we don't we ain't ever going to be able to yeah i hope you're right i don't believe that i don't believe that the ma in fact even uh, dr fauci basically said masks offer some level of protection mostly they block someone's cough and sneeze so that they don't push out the virus as much and then right. offer yeah. some level of protection breathing in but I, I guess the way i interpret what he said is you're always at risk when you're anywhere near anybody and when yeah. especially when you're in enclosed airspace absolutely yeah. the, the, getting going around people is a risk so, so like i said if you can sit there and not be around people you're not going to probably get the virus, but you're not going to have the quality of life that I want to have. And for, for, have you seen for, people lately? Being not around them is actually wonderful. Well, some people, <laughs> yes. I, I agree completely. Yeah. But, but some uh, yeah. at some point, as a person who is, my job is, you know, involves being around a lot of people. Right. So I'm for figuring this thing out. Uh, and uh, and a mandatory mask is going to be part of it now policing it and patrolling it and seeing you know w w there's obviously going to be some unhappy people but you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store they're not going to let you in you're not going to be able to you know even i you know and that's that's the thing yeah, but i, I know will, i would uh say there there'll be republican grocery stores that don't enforce it and that's what I was. I think you're yeah. right. I yeah. think there will be just like the crazy old guy that was cutting the hair in the middle of the yeah. pandemic. Uh, uh, 
uh, and by oh, the it's way, it feels so, yeah. oh, and it feels uh, so good to have short hair again. I did go get my hair cut, and let me tell you, it's a, it feels like a, a weight off my shoulders, literally. Uh-uh. I, tr- I tried to keep some because I, I hadn't had any curl in years, but it just looked stupid. But, yeah. but th- that's uh, there will be there will be outliers. There will be places where you can go and be maskless, just like there used to be opium dens. But uh, I'm I won't be. Mean they closed I'm, down my favorite opiate dens in Seattle? I won't wear a mask in an opium den, I can tell you that. Uh, man, I yeah, not, I don't know. There may be. <laughs> where I mean, were the good the, ones, Joe? I'm uh, or, or those were Look, the days, my friend. Well, we thought those were the, yeah. huh? those were the late 1800s, and then they turned oh. into speakeasies. I mean, you know, places where people will go uh, where they know they're breaking the law, but they, they want to be there. But, sure. uh, but I don't think it's, you know, do you want to... Do you want to draw a line in the sand at wearing a mask? Come on. No, I, I mean, think all of politics is. Stupid I'm not talking right you, yeah. but I'm talking uh, the the collective people. Well, yes, like. they do because they know it'll get your goat, as evidenced by we spent 35 minutes on it. No, no, no. There's a whole <sighs> bunch of people who the thrill of opposing yeah. the mask is that it ticks off the other side. How productive. <laughs> I'm not saying. I, I, what, what unity I that's. I I'm just. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's helpful know, to know, know that that's how people think. Because what <sighs> I'm for these days is not getting into useless fights. And uh, and I would say 90% of the, you know, frustrated uh, squabbles out there don't really accomplish anything. Because p- people get defensive. You accuse them of something. They accuse you of something. Well, what I've what I've decided to do about the mask situation is, you know, because I'll, I'll wear a mask, I'll be respectful of others, mm. but w- when I see someone who is clearly not wearing a mask and not interested in that perspective, I get it. Um, I brought a card with me, a sympathy card, and I'm asking, "Hey, would you sign this for my grandma? Because she's probably not going to survive the germs I pick up from you and sure. then pass on to her." That's going to so. totally win people over. I, I totally get it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not in it I'm not in it to win them. Yeah. So anyway, look, it's all good. I mean, this is just what, this is reality. This is what we're in. We're in this weird time. Nation divided. Where it's the divided states of America, the DSA. Yeah, yeah. I'm more curious about, you know, how, everything that's going on now kind of makes sense because we've all been divided and, and taught to, carry our pitchforks and our torches for whatever it is we believe in and and it's usually you know worried about the other side too what's going to happen after the vaccine is everything going to go right back to normal um you know it's funny is uh, fauci talked about that as well um because they've you know one that one good thing this trump administration is doing is his operation warp speed whatever they call this thing because um, the the in, the interviewer asked Dr. Fauci, um, they're they're doing a final human testing on a potential COVID nineteen vaccine in July, right? And that is like a super super expressed That's fast. timeline. And it's uh, um, I believe the third round of testing is thirty thousand volunteers, right? And and the question asked was, does that compromise the seg the safety or integrity? of the vaccine itself moving at this speed. Mm. What'd he say? And Fauci was, he said very clearly, he said, no, I wanna make that, he said, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked it, because what the usual 18 months to two year timeline is dictated on is the monetary investment people, companies, 
are willing to make. Yes. They wait until something works before they invest multi hundreds of millions of dollars to either test the next stage or mass produce it. The government has allowed these companies to make these investments without the time frame for concerns of monetary loss. So So it could could be nine months. Yeah. Do you know the old good, fast and cheap rule? You can have you can have two. Yeah. You can have two out of three. You want it good, right. you want it fast, you want it cheap, you can have two out of three. So when it comes right. to the vaccine, we want it good and we want it fast. And we'll spend whatever the bleak it takes to get there, right? Right. So we can have it good and fast. Isn't that great? As long as it's free. <laughs> well, uh, no, well no, this is this is this is a crucial leg of the stool. Yeah. Because the, there's the World Health Organization, which has been vilified by many, um, and they've made mistakes, as everybody does in all aspects of life. But they tried to push an agenda that says, look, um, people shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be financial abilities, or the ability to pay for this vaccine shouldn't be a factor in who gets it. Sick yes, people should get it. But shouldn't the people who can pay get it first? Just like uh, like any <laughs> concert ticket, shouldn't we get in the first couple White of White privilege! <laughs> It's not uh, white privilege. People, if you're black and you got American money. American privilege. <laughs> no, it's called money privilege. Rich it's privilege. Called, it's called upgrade me. The people the people at highest risk should get it first. Every single person in the got, retirement. You can't center, hide your heart, every, buddy. Yeah. You got the heart of gold, Every single person with diabetes. Every single person with uh, obesity issues. Every single person that is a first responder that works in a hospital. Sure. Those are the people who should be getting the vaccine first. first. But if I have $1,000, I should get in line with them, right? Because that's how it works at Southwest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you you must have watched Titanic recently. <laughs> Money talks, and that's that's what's really got me lately is watching the, uh, uh, you know, they're tearing down the statues and stuff. Now they're starting to change names on things, and you're start. I'm starting to realize that a lot of stuff that you know that is named after people is. Those people were kind of jerks, a lot of them. And a lot of people with money, not to say all, but a lot of them are. I mean, Marge Schott, for instance. Yes. You know, she's She they, has a they, statue? They, well, no, she oh. has a building named after her at the University of Cincinnati. At least she did. They're going to take her name off it. And it's like... You know, Marge Schott got that because she gave him a ton of money and, you right. know, wanted a building named after her. Right. And remind people, our remind our three young listeners who Marge Schott was and why she, she was a, her, her reputation. She was a baseball owner for of the Cincinnati team? Reds, okay. Cincinnati Reds, and uh, she was uh, pretty uh, blatantly racist, anti-Semitic. She said a lot of things uh, that got her in trouble way before things went viral. She was... Uh, caught saying some things and uh, got basically ran out of the uh, uh, the major leagues as an owner and uh, but she was also a person who had a lot of money obviously she owned a major league team mm. Cincinnati is you know it's not a it's not New York it's not Chicago she was one of the wealthiest benefactors and she was a benefactor to the school so they named a big building after her but now they're they're changing it. They're taking it down. Do you remember how she lost her job? No, but I know we did a song about it. A yeah, long we did. Time shut ago. up, Marge Shot. I will play it if I have it. Uh, <laughs> she was banned from managing the Cincinnati Reds by the major by Major League Baseball due to statements in support of German domestic policies of Adolf Hitler. 
She's like Hitler. Hitler knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She was blatantly uh, very, very much. Uh, uh, it was the Jewish thing more than the than. But even with her her baseball players, the black players, she treated yeah. differently. Oh, here, and, for blacks, here's here's her quote in the New York Times: "I would never hire another N word. I'd rather have a trained monkey working for me than an Edward N word." This is. She's on an owner's conference call with all the owners of all the other baseball teams. <laughs> well, and you could hear the eye rolls. Over so the- if, <laughs> look, uh, wow. if, if only, you know, we cared about this stuff that way today. I mean, she was, boy, she was just, she was completely. And then she said about Adolf Hitler, he was good in the beginning. He just went a little too far. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's so, right. So they're it's it's pretty kind of a no brainer to take her name off the building. I think uh, you know uh, now. Uh, yeah. But how about <laughs> how about uh, Franklin Pierce, uh, Pierce County? They want to change the name of Pierce County. What was wrong and, with uh, Franklin Pierce? Well, he was a slave owner. He he was uh, not only a slave owner, but he was the one trying to. Well, keep if we sl- wanted, he wanted he wanted slaves not only in the South but everywhere. But he was also a president of the United States, fourteenth president of the United States. Yes, but he really? was he, yeah. Good job, he was huh? the most wow. he was the most pro slave president probably we ever had. Yeah. Eighteen fifty three so in- to eighteen fifty seven. So that was not. An odd time to be pro-slavery, by the way. That was before the Civil War. That's that's right. uh, He saw the abolitionist movement as a fun... By the way, I know all of this stuff in my head. I'm not reading Wikipedia now, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) You're channeling your inner Eric Corman right now. (laughs) He saw the abolitionist movement as a fundamental threat to the unity of the nation. Uh, And yeah, so... And so so that's Pierce County? That's the guy? That's the guy. So, so, but you know, changing Pierce County involves a lot of money. I mean, that's a whole bunch of signs and everything. You know, they changed King County without changing it because they just said a different. No, king. we're gonna yeah, we're gonna make it from Martin Luther King Jr. and we'll leave everything the same. So and they the need previous to find, King dude. What was wrong with here's him? The, what was his? Well, name? he was he was the vice president for Pierce, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the. Yeah. He was also another. <laughs> what was guy his name? What was his full name? Bad reputation. William William King. William, William R. King. King. Yeah. And he was a vice president of the United States. Under right. Pierce. So Pierce and King right there. Boom. And, and that was about the, you know, that was probably about the time they were making the maps for Washington. And it was all the, you know, the current politicians they were honoring. By the way, I got a solution for this whole thing. Sure. Let's go. You don't name anything after anybody. Name it after stuff everybody's going to like. Turtle County, you know. Uh, Turtle I mean, County. Name it, yeah, I mean, yeah. name it after animals. Name it after, you know. Ice cream things. high school. Yes. I mean, name it after things that nobody's going to get all worked sure. up about. Cupcake County. Like as it. long as you keep naming it after people, there's always going to be an issue. I mean, but, even But then Bill there Gates. would never be a broccoli university. People just don't like well, broccoli. Well, nobody right? likes it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> so that, would, that would be out in Chico, California or somewhere where they're all, you know, vegetarians anyway. But I, I'm serious. Friends. I'm thinking the last naming things about people. The poor girl, there's a Robert E. Lee High School in Texas, and their best uh, uh, track star, this girl is great. And she says, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to race with that name on my, uh, on my uh, mm. uniform anymore. You need to change the name of this school. 
uh, and uh, there's going to be a ton of that. Uh, and then I think when we rename, I think the safest thing is to to rename it after stuff sure. instead of people. So a uh, trivia question for you. Who was the governor of the state of Washington who stripped William R. King of the honor of having King County named after him and made it all about Martin Luther King instead? Who was the um, governor? Well, it was either, was it Gary Locke? Nope. I'm going to guess Christine Gregoire. Christine Gregoire. Gregoire, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure they did that. 2005, July 24th, that's when that happened. And she is... She is uh, still uh, ver- doing great stuff. In fact, uh, All In Wa is Christine Gregoire, All In Washington. She is mm. the one who got all these business leaders together and who got Pearl Jam and Ken Griffey Jr. and, and you know everybody uh, in one place. She's this lady who has that kind of pull and is uh, mm. still doing good work in our state. I have a lot more time to go on Wikipedia now that you guys talk more. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of Kennedy you know Jr. What's that? You know, before you go, the only, the only, only thing named after a Confederate uh, hero in Washington State uh-huh. is Robert E. Lee Middle School, Elementary School over in East Wenatchee. There's a Robert E. Lee Elementary School that elementary far school north? East, yep. How yep. did that happen? In, in that East Wenatchee, Washington. We, Darby's been there for um, for high for uh, middle school competitions. Mm. Every year they have the state uh, competitions over at Robert E. Lee because it's a brand new school. It's a brand new school they named Robert E. Lee. Wow, that's weird. I don't and know. I, how you get I, away wanted, with that. I wanted to say quickly because last podcast I, I said I saw two great things on TV and I never got to tell you number two. Okay. Speaking speaking of ken griffey jr the documentary jr was amazing i don't know if you got a chance to see about it. ken griffey jr yeah it was on father's day on the mlb network and okay. it was shot two years ago and, and griffey said i don't want it released until uh, last year because it was edgar's time to be in the hall of fame oh, and he didn't want nice. to overshadow him at all but it just debuted and if any if you're a mariner so fan, can i get it on demand you should be able to. Yeah, it's an MLB network. They aired it twice on Sunday, and then they usually make those things on demand. But uh, it's so good. It, it's just a documentary from the time Griffey was in high school at Cincinnati, all his Seattle years. But the one thing I learned is uh, that uh, I didn't know about Griffey is he hated the Yankees. And, and I literally hated it. He he would he he would never play for the Yankees. He, they, they've got film asking him. He's in New York. He goes. By the way, he goes. I, I would never play here. He goes. And if you don't believe me, you don't know me. And and I, they they found out why Griffey hated the Yankees. Okay. His dad uh, was was a Yankee for a while, and uh, Ken, when he was a little boy, was in the dugout. And somebody came and told him, he goes, you got to get him out of the dugout. We don't allow uh, anybody, uh, you know, visitors to the dugout. And the well, I'd rather have like, a trained monkey in this dugout than that boy. <laughs> was it a Marge Shock kind of thing? Or is it just no, that he was a well, it, well, that's what he thought. He goes, well, that, he goes, he's my son. And then he looks out at third base. 
Craig Nettles' son is out there on the field taking ground balls at third base, the, mm-hmm. their star other player. Uh, so wow. Griffey basically wanted out of there, and he got out of there, uh, senior. And Ken Griffey Jr. has hated the Yankees to the day wow. and, and still does. And, and uh, it was all from being a little boy and, and getting dissed. And he obviously – uh, took a, took out a lot of a lot of his frustrations in that historic series in 1995, which is really well documented. It's a great documentary if you get a chance to see it. Mm. All right, I'm gonna look for it. I'm I'm looking now to see if it's on demand. I don't see it on demand, but you know, I did I did a different thing the other day that I hadn't done before. Uh, do you guys have Apple TV? No, I don't. Oh no. Do you stream or do you watch cable? What do you do? Well, Well, I tucked my my tail between my legs and went back to Comcast. So you just have Comcast. So you don't have voice activated. Like, does Comcast have, like, a personal assistant? Like, hey, call me. Get me oh, yeah. the Griffey special. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can say Griffey. No, Tommy is probably the wrong word. But yeah. Wait, what's me no, for Griffey? No. <laughs> no, they have that. Yeah, yeah. they have oh, they that. they do. Okay, because I just say, hey, Siri, Junior, the special about Ken Griffey, and Siri will bring it up and tell me how I can, yeah. how I can grab it. I yeah, did. and they also they have Netflix and all that. You know, yeah. all the you can still do all that with your Comcast these days. Hmm. Was Griffey big on the Black Lives Matter thing, or was that not a part of the? Uh, well, well, this was all shot a year and a half ago. Right, this was right. all well before, but that kind of spoke to it a little bit. Uh, uh, that you know, he that was definitely a bit of a diss, and I think uh, that the color of his skin may have been a little part of it. Right. A lot of uh, a lot of other people spoke about how powerful Griffey was as one of the first real black super superstars lebron james is a, is a, uh bigger fact, now LeBron, of course yeah well well and also very close friends like goes to griffey's house for christmas wow. and stuff because because lebron you know grew up in ohio and griffey was his hero uh and and he says you know every black the kid either thought about football or basketball. There was no th- thinking about playing baseball mm. until Griffey came along for people his age. And, uh, uh, you know, LeBron is on there. Gary Payton is on there. Uh, a lot of people. So uh, I, Griffey, I don't think he ever spoke out too much about anything regarding No, nah, he, was, he was all business. I'm reading a great quote. Uh, I don't know if this is in the documentary or not, but he was asked about the pandemic. And here's what Griffey had to say about how he's handling COVID-19. He said, I'm an essential worker 24-7 at my house. That means I go to the mailbox. I go to the post office. I go grocery shopping. If you ask Tevin, he doesn't like it because he hasn't seen anybody in two and a half months. He's allowed to drive places but not get out of the car. Every now and then people have to come to the house and make sure things are okay. But for the most part, like everybody else, I'm staying safe and healthy. Yep. That's, that's the good. way to do it. Yeah. That's what we and, do. Uh, Melissa calls me a tribute after the uh, hunger games show. <laughs> uh, and it, it sounds like junior is this family's tribute. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Let's get to your other stories here, Joe, as we're almost done with the hour. I'm going to play that, uh, shut up. Marge shot was the name of the song. 
<laughs> that we did about her. I think we did another song about Marge Shot too, but I can't remember. Uh, a couple of things. Washington State is a mandatory mask state. We talked about that earlier. Uh, my state is not Vermont, but we have very few cases. Massachusetts is... Uh, other states are instituting laws saying you can't come to those states if you're coming from an outbreak state unless you quarantine for 14 days. So it's New York's turn to say to Texas... You know, what coughs in Texas stays in Texas. Yep. And, and I <laughs> wow. think Connecticut. There's a long did. way to go for that. Thank you for the <laughs> good sympathy joke. Chuckle. Good joke. Yeah. No, it's go a ahead, good Joe. joke. The uh, uh, Connecticut, a lot of them as of today are now, I don't know how they make you do that, but and I don't know what they call dangerous states because aren't they all pretty much at this point? But no, uh-uh. Too- no. There's a bunch of states that have done a good job getting over it. New York is one. Massachusetts is on the downswing. Rhode Island on the downswing. Massachusetts done a great job. Yeah, right. yeah. but and what I'm what, what I'm saying is amazing. They, by the way, if you if they're you they're they're saying anybody that goes to those states has to quarantine for, for fourteen two weeks. days. Yeah, we don't right, want to. Right, right, right. And that's a bunch of states. I mean, I'm I'm wondering which ones they're saying are the most dangerous because there's several you can choose from right now. Well, right now I believe it's uh, almost half the states in the union are having record numbers and growing cases and. The sad thing about this is because we don't have great leadership, because we don't have a belief in science, a practical belief in science, not not a crazy, you know, um, political green causes only and, you know, oil is bad or whatever. Uh, but I mean, a practical leadership about how this virus works. And we don't even have enough research about how easy it is to catch. There's still a lot of people who kind of don't believe in it. And so uh, we have, you know, a whole bunch of states, more than half, and they're the ones that escaped it in the beginning. Fauci, I think, described it this way. He said it's like a forest fire. It'll go wherever there's fuel. Yeah. And the, and the fuel is people getting together and yeah. breathing the same air. I agree with you on that. And Joe, I'm just going to say for the record, and I hope I'm wrong. Was that by your house, bike? That was a motorcycle out front. Okay, great. <laughs> Not with uh, me on it. Used to be on a quiet street when you had a house. I, remember I know, that. I sure was. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think being indoors in restaurants is safe, with or without a mask, my personal opinion. Okay, other stories you sent. Uh, the noose found in Bubba Watson's garage was there since 2019 and was not a racist act against him. What do you think about that? You can't make this stuff up. I mean, this is, this is beyond bizarre, but what I think is it led to the most touching moment I might have ever witnessed in sport. Right. I'm not even a NASCAR fan, but uh, there's not anybody that wouldn't tear up a little when you see every driver pushing his car, all the crew following, Richard Petty getting out there and you know giving this dude a hug. I mean, what an overwhelming moment because everybody thought he had been the target of racism. So a lot of good came from this. 
But then it turns out, as you said, this thing's been hanging there for a while. Now, I finally did see a picture, and it does look like a noose, but a noose is a strong knot as well. I mean, if you're, you've got a big garage door and a NASCAR place, and that's what it was for, was pulling the door up and right. down. You know, it was, uh, but uh, uh, it's just it's the, someone who knew how to tie that knot thing. and probably did it as a gag. I'm going to yeah, guess that. that they would probably wear a red hat over a blue hat. Just guessing. Not sure. Right. Right. <laughs> they won't be well, a little rednecky. Yeah. Well, this is Alabama. But, uh, you know. but it might not have been. And it might be a racist person, but it might not be. And it has right. nothing to do with him. So well, what do you what do I, with what that? I hate about this? What I hate about this story. Sure. And Joe's right. That was That was one of the most one of the few and most gratifying scenes we've been able to see in this country in too long. There hasn't been a lot of that kind of vibe. It was Everybody's nice because it, it wasn't a, it was. a bunch of people camping until someone gets violent. So like job. Right. Well, it's a really good protest so, that had a beginning, a middle and an end. And it was perfect. But now you see these, these clam dips pushing back. Oh, it's another Jesse Smollett, a guy who faked it. And, and all, I mean, why can't we just accept the fact that look, somebody saw this, was outraged by it. The, Wallace didn't report this. One, somebody in his crew did. Sure. You know, I mean, how do you, how do you blame Bubba Wallace in well, any way, shape, or form in how this thing played out? But there are people who are, and that's what's Well, but I wouldn't blame those people either because that's just the way they think. Uh, well, I can blame people. People who think like crap should be blamed for thinking like crap. Yeah, I guess, if, if you want. Well, um, I mean, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but when your opinion makes you look like an a-hole, I'm going to call you an a-hole. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, look, all I know is what the various TV channels tell me. So, And that's what's funny yeah. is a lot of people are blaming the media. It's like, the media messed up again. It's like, yeah, media really had nothing to do with this. They, there was a story. They reported it. The FBI came in. They reported right. that. I mean, there wasn't NASCAR any. NASCAR themselves that, followed a procedure to, to yeah. report it and investigate it. Yeah. I guess I just don't give oxygen to those people by opposing them because they like your opposition. So part that's part of the reason I, I don't call them I a-holes. Like, I, I like putting out small fires where they turn into forest <laughs> yeah, fires. With your, with your whiz. I get it. Yeah, so, I do a whiz all over that thing, man. <laughs> but anyway, it's just a mistake. And it's a, uh, it's a, I think it's yeah, a pleasant yeah. mistake that brought out a good sentiment in what would At least be an, an honest mistake. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a, hey, it's a when I say it's a redneck sport, I don't mean that pejoratively. I mean, I got redneck friends that are super proud uh, of their racing and they love it, and I think it's a very healthy thing. And um, you know, the racing community has done more for auto safety than any seatbelt laws. This is all, all, all the best advancements in safety come from racing. At least I've been told that for many years. So this is good. Uh, and so what? That it was a mistake. I, I do think there is an opportunity, if you want, to sell noose pole garage door holders now quickly if you get them out. <laughs> well, no, maybe in no, Alabama. No. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to, you know, I have this fantasy sometimes when I'm hiking. You know how you used to have business ideas, Joe? I got a great idea. It's going to make a ton of money. And then you would be like, I don't want to tell you what it is because someone else will do it. And then, the, of course, you would always tell us what it was. And I, so I've got one, okay? And please ridicule me. 
but I think a big red hat that says "Make America Sick Again" would be hilarious, and I oh have put God. it on Etsy and put it on Facebook and sell it. <laughs> Well, it'd be easy enough to make. You can test it out. You know, well, and you know what the beauty is? Hat. You can hand Don't them out. blame me. I'm wearing a mask. You know, you could hand those hats out at the front door and half people wouldn't notice. They just slap it on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get, and get that photograph. Make America That's sick great. again. All right. Oh, my God. Silly idea. Okay. Baseball's <laughs> coming back for 60 games. Is this a done deal, Joe? Or is this? Yeah. Or they still have some stuff to work out? It's a done deal as long as, you know, the virus will let it be a done yeah. deal. They're going to report on July 1st. They're going to start the season. And it's going to be like, uh, obviously, I follow the Mariners, so I know what the West guys are going to do, and I assume the same for the East. We'll play all the all the people in our division and then in the NL West. Right. So there's not a lot Less of traveling. Travel. Yeah. yeah, Right. And, right. and where are the games being played? They're going to be played in in their stadiums, but oh. they're not going to be played in front of people. Right. And then uh, we will uh, 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 have a playoffs after that. So I think it's going to be kind of they like should, a regular. You know what they should do? They should let a very few fans in. Very few. I mean, you could sit them all 50 feet apart, and it should be just for women so that they could enjoy the thrill of not having to wait in line to use the restroom. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's always well, ladies' a, night in the 2020 baseball season. Night, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been a problem with the Mariners in a long time, but for no, full no, stadiums, right. you bet. Yeah. That's true. It's been a while since I've heard anything about the Mariners in postseason. Oh, well, when Gri Griffey was on the team, or maybe yeah. not that long. God, those were the days. It. We thought they'd never end. We'd sing and dance yeah. forever and a day. We'd live the life we choose. We'd fight and fight never, never lose. Because we were young and sure to get our way. Remember that song? <laughs> yeah, Mary Hopkins. Is That's that right. her name? She has a daughter who wow. sings, too. I read that, and I listened to her daughter, and she sounds just like her. I think she's one of the first artists that the Beatles ever signed to Paul, Apple Paul Records. McCartney signed her, and I believe, I know he produced the hit record. I don't think he wrote it, but yes. All right, what's left? Uh, statues coming down. And name changes are being made or proposed as well. We talked a little bit about Aunt Jemima yeah. last week, and and we uh, and yeah. I, I, we got that wrong. I got that wrong. What I read misinformation. Wrong? Well, from what we said last week, and I'm glad we got a chance to address that because I hate when we're wrong and don't don't call ourselves on it. Um, I said and I read and I just trusted the source, which I don't know why these days. That she started the company and Maggie, what was her name? Was it not Maggie Green? Well, Nancy was the very Nancy, first Nancy mascot. Green. Nancy Green. Yes, but she but she didn't she didn't start the company no, and it was she bought was a by, mascot. Yeah, she was a model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she was a former slave. She, she was, was and she did it for a long time, and she was proud of it. She did not become a millionaire, which was one meme right. that was right. circulating that I had to fact check. But here's the thing: I still feel that. There's a better thing to do than to discontinue the brand. Make the brand educational. You could have a, a still call it Aunt Jemima, or you could call it Aunt Nancy. And a picture of her and then a little um, paragraph on the back. You know, like Dave's Killer Bread has, Dave was yeah. in prison and he got better. Dave and he was got a junkie who went to jail. Oh, he's got some bread. So you yeah. can do a thing like that. Where, In other you words, can... it, look, I'm all for companies taking advantage of free publicity and being 
what's the word? Exploitative mm-hmm. in the good way of that. Like exploit is a good word when it comes to business. It means make more money off of something. Uh, so they should exploit this situation in a positive way by teaching people a little bit about the history and saying, hey, you know, this was this was how this happened. We're not going to erase history, but we are going to change how we interact with it. It would be a beautiful thing. Same, I got an aunt, Geneva. We could stick her picture on there, and she she's pretty white, though, but it, that yeah. would work. Or you take the, you do like Kentucky Fried Chicken did. You just go AJ. You take the, you know, all the name. They went KFC because they didn't want to talk about fried chickens fried. in their yeah, brand yeah. anymore. Right. So you could just call it AJ's Syrup or something like yeah. that. Kentucky Air Popped Chicken. <laughs> doesn't feel the same uh okay and uh let's see what else is going oh you mentioned robert e lee high school already yeah we did all those i got a lot of stuff from uh from patreon and some feedback all right let's uh, thank a few people because uh at some point my wife is saying what do you do every night (laughs) no well first of all i want to tell you you guys uh um uh you cost me a lot of money on this last one i cost you money a couple hundred bucks probably on what food kelly you know was adamant about the about the old food and and that we throw it out when the freezer died and the food was sitting there she threw it out she she no she told me to ask you guys what you think oh. and and I did and you both said to throw it out so she says what did they uh, well, say well, well, said to throw well, it out whoa 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 actually spiked it listen to the tape go I'm, I'm, all right danger food with all right. yeah, I'm perfectly right, well, comfortable being blamed I did, it happened my whole career <laughs> for feel well, I'm life. not blaming you I'm just saying long story short I really feel guilty on a couple levels now because I did I threw out like four right. racks of ribs a whole salmon and a lot of stuff and after i threw that out i started getting messages i got one from uh one of our listeners says don't throw the food out says my dogs will eat it and i thought oh why didn't i think of dogs i mean dogs would have loved a little tainted salmon i don't think it would have been a problem at all (laughs) band name i'm calling it somewhere there's a sad dog who's not constipated today because you didn't feed him 10 pounds of beef Well, and, and we got a lot of letters saying, uh, Bernard Seeger says, Bob, the sniff test is is a real determinant of is meat gone Dr. bad. Is that Dr. Bernard Seeger? And how long has he been the infectious disease uh, czar? <laughs> That's how I picked my wife, Bob. <laughs> I don't know, but he did say, if you go through your archive, you'll find some tape where you yourself stand up and defend the sniff test. Uh, I've followed and- that advice ever since and have never been sick. Joe, don't waste the meat and fish. If it passes the sniff test, you should eat it. Good luck. First off, if you have to go through 30 years of me saying stuff to find me saying something stupid, you are working way too hard. (laughs) (laughs) You've got his number. You've grown and learned. However, there are people who who do believe this. I'm reading a, a newspaper called The Irish News which says the general rule with fresh cuts of beef or lamb is that if it smells okay, it's safe to eat. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I know rotten food, and that's what I was trying to explain. No, no, no. That's and and I never did. Well, you only heard part I never, of that. I never smelled it <laughs> I, I, uh, because it was all sealed up. So I threw it in sealed. I never, uh, after Kelly got back into me, like, oh, you know, uh, okay. It's like if, if it's going to keep the peace, I'm just going to chuck it. Okay, in. so that was the Irish news, okay? Would you like to know what uh-huh. Science Daily says about it? Well, it's all gone now, but okay. I'll listen, yeah. The nose isn't the best judge of food quality. In a study appearing in the journal Nano Letters Scientist Report, they developed a wireless tagging device that sends signals to smartphones warning consumers when meat and other perishables have spoiled. This is if you have stuff too long. That's a weird thing. Uh, they do say every year 48 million people get sick from bad meat. 125,000 are hospitalized, but only 3,000 die. You know, one thing the coronavirus has done for us, it's made 3,000 dead people seem like a big win. Yeah, and they, they got to eat something before they died. So Traditionally, well, uh, consumers just smell of food to detect spoilage, but the technique is only as reliable as your nose. Well, I'd oh, put Joe's another, nose up against anybody's. But another listener is on your side on that. Michael Mary says, I really hope Joe listened to his wife and tossed the meat and salmon out. Tainted meat ain't a thing to mess with. My wife works for a nonprofit organization that provides 5,000 meals a day to those in need. Mm. Much of the food they use is donated by restaurants and grocery stores. They're very careful about ensuring that all the food is safe for human consumption. If not, it's composted or thrown out. The yeah. last thing you want is a visit from the food poisoning fairy. Absolutely. So. Uh, here's one uh, from Better Homes and Gardens, by the way. Dangerous bacteria sometimes smells wonderful uh pathogenic disease causing bacteria such as salmonella campylobacter e coli and listeria don't cause obvious changes in food taste or smell when they grow simply being present at low numbers and then consumed is enough to result in illness mm. Mm. Better homes and gardens. Well, it's, yeah. yeah, and it's gone now. So yeah, that's it's a, all gone. I'm that, so happy. And, and I'll give you another quick update on another one you made me feel bad about, and you were I right made on you this feel one. bad. <laughs> you need therapy, yes. Joe. You choose no, to I'm feel gonna, bad. This one you were darn yeah. right about, and okay. uh, uh, going swimming. I was going to go swimming, and I uh, uh, first of all, when I told you how much a month I pay for my pool, you, you said, said it was a thousand dollars swim. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was paying 175 a month during summer, and, and I got to thinking about that. So so anyway, I called them up and said, I want to reserve a lane, and they said, well, we don't see you in our system here. I said, well, I've been a member for 15 years, and she goes, wait a minute. She goes, oh, you didn't get transferred over. She goes, I got some bad news for you. She said, I didn't charge you the last three months we were closed, so I'm going to have to charge you those three months and then charge you 175 for this month if you want to go swimming. And I what? said, no. I said, I'm done. Uh, take me out. So uh, uh, I figure I'm being safer by not so wait risking a minute. Did the she pool. Did she still have to charge you for the months you weren't there? They, they, they wanted no, to charge I, you for the time the pool was closed? Yes, yeah, so a hundred a month. They wanted to charge me three hundred. Charge for th- people when it's closed, because she says we still need chlorine. I'm like, that's a lot of chlorine. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> for what? So, so, 
So, oh. and I've, I'm not complaining about anything, but I've supported yeah. the pool. And I told her, I said, look, I've been swimming 10 times in five years. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not going to pay you $300 to have the right to pay you 175 more so to I go can one go swimming. Swim. Yeah, I, I, so you're done I said, there the is a lake. There is a lake down the road. So, so I'm done, done on the swimming. So right. you, you actually saved I me. saved you some money. You might have cost yeah. me a couple hundred in uh, meat, but you saved me potentially thousands. So actually, you're way a <laughs> You're way ahead on the on the All last right. podcast. A uh, right. couple quick ones from our so, patrons, and then we'll go. Uh, brand new one, Joe Mura. Uh, he says uh, he just signed up. Love your show. Have been listening to you guys since my mom first let me back in 2002 or so. So happy to hear your voices again. And Joe made me feel guilty when he talked about his criteria for spending money on entertainment. So I figured you guys are worth a dollar an hour. So awesome. Joe was on board. Thank you. To, to I feel like I work for Apple in China making your smartphone. Well, it's a nice gesture. Yes. And Charles Offerman, who we talked about last week, the, our friend with COVID, said, you guys had me laughing out loud uh, with his first mistake was moving to Florida. Oh, I needed some laughs after this week. Yeah. Thanks for the truck. I thought that Charles. was a funny line, too. And he did like it, Joe. Um, we could be COVID clowns. We could, uh, no. we could be... Um, <laughs> We could zoom into your house if you have COVID and try to cheer you up. Well, we got no shortage of people with ideas. Our old big boss, Bo Phillips, he says, here's a hot topic for you. And he, uh, I think we touched on this a little. Uh, he says, if you don't need a mask because God will protect you, you don't need an assault rifle for the same reason. Ah, that's heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if we so, want to touch that third rail. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't think we want to at the end, but it is. Uh, <laughs> just, it, a shout out pick, to, just a shout out to my friend at Sturm Ruger who's making guns while he's listening to the show. Yes. Well, they, people they never seem close to pick, that factory down, by the way. Right. And I think the point is people pick their freedoms, you know, yes. a little bit of what, what, what is an impingement on your freedom. So, uh, so I thought that was cute. And uh, where, where's the gun factory over in your neighborhood? Oh, Newport, uh, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll give you one last one, a letter. Okay. This is an offer. I think it's a little far for you, but hi, guys. Longtime listener. Wanted to throw this out to you three. I want to hire Andrew for a private show at my home in Everett soon. And would love if you could attend. I want to help Andrew pay a little rent and we could social distance and have on masks. I have a barbecue fire pit. Everyone will be temperature checked and asked to bring their own beverage. Food will be provided date to be determined. Now, is Washington like, going to allow yeah, those kinds it, of get-togethers? Well, um, we it depends on which stage you are in. Once mm. you hit stage three, you can go gatherings of 50. Uh -huh. um, and this would be Snohomish County. I'm not sure. Okay. Thurston County just went to stage three today. Well, let's forward that so, to uh, uh, Andrew in case he wants to do a home gig. He's been doing some of those small gigs. Uh, yeah. And he says he feels safe because when he's on stage or even, you know, if it's an outdoor thing, he's 20, 30 feet away from people. So, and you know yeah. where he is now? He's in Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma City. That's a, that's a good Why? Oh, <laughs> he's there for the big it, Trump rally. Yeah. No, he's uh, not okay. dipping. It. That's like not dipping your toe in. You're diving in head first. Let's well, cut to the chase. Cannonball coming. Uh, I have mixed feelings about this, but he is in his mid 30s, and you know, to him, the risk is smaller. He does say he's being safe, but what else would you tell your dad on Father's Day, right? 
Yeah, he's be as safe as he can yeah. and still and, do his job. And we've been having him every other week uh, come on with his latest jokes. Did we do him last week? We did not. Okay, so we think he's due to come on with us on, uh, uh, let's see, what is today? Today is the, oh, this is the Thursday show. So mm-hmm. this is it for this week. We should actually, uh, we should have called him. Too bad. We'll get him next yeah. week. As long as they have a bunch of Oklahoma well, jokes, we're fine. Well, yeah, he should he should have a lot to report. I, I mean, if he, so. if he makes it through, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear what Oklahoma is so In the like. meantime, even I'm, in healthy times. Yes, I would like to say to all our listeners, practice your science. Become the scientist that no one else will be for you. Choose the science you believe in. Believe in that science. And then, you know, be as safe as you can be in all of this. And then if you're in the state of Washington, get a mask if you don't have one, because it's the law. Mask it or casket, your choice. Bob, Spike, and Joe.
102.5 KZOK. In case you just tuned in and didn't hear the story, a 67-year-old man is being sued by the film industry, the Motion Picture Association of America. They want 600 grand. In other words, they want his house. They want to throw him out on the street because his grandson downloaded four movies, three of which he actually owned. We have with us on the phone Fred Lawrence in Racine, Wisconsin. Fred, good morning. Yeah, good morning. How are you? I'm fine, sir. I uh, understand their uh, motion picture association is trying to take away your house, correct? Yeah, this is a, it's just a really awful situation for for me. And luckily, my, my wife has passed on. She doesn't have to see any any horrible development. But it, it's kind of like in that movie. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Fisher King with Robin Williams where he had to live on the street. That's kind of what they're trying to do to me. <laughs> yeah, I see. Now, um, it, your, it was your grandson who was over the house, right? Is that is that how the downloading occurred? Yes, that's right. Scooter. Our, our grandson Scooter was over the house. And I like to let him play on my computer and whatnot because he's, he's, uh, he's a very enthusiastic little guy. Tends to get a little uh, little over exuberant sometimes, and he's almost ruined my porn collection. So I like him to download his uh, his lady stuffs. But while he's on there, he starts looking for these movies. Do you see that? Because nowadays, I guess you can go on their your computer and get movies right there in your house. A scooter didn't know that you weren't supposed to look at the movies that you can buy in the store. So he he's downloading movies like King. What's your uh, dear Incredibles? Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, that was one of them. And a movie called The Grudge or some other thing like that. The worst part is we owned all these movies, most of three of them anyway. So he could have just uh, could just gone and watched them if he wanted to right there in the, the your DV, uh, DVC player. Now, the uh, movie company did contact you last year after this violation and told you, you know, you're in violation and offered to settle for $4,000. Why didn't you seek some kind of legal counsel or, or do something when they came at you with this proposal? Well, the, the thing was, I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. So I mean, they want me to pay $4,000, and I really hadn't done anything wrong. It's like that movie with the, with the court case, and the, uh, with the, you can't handle the truth. What's that movie? Um, um, the few, uh, few Good Men with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. It's like that movie. Like, you know, you, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not the kind of person who's going to pay money for something I haven't done wrong. So it was your grandson. Yeah, it was Scooter. He's good on the computer. You don't... You... Oh, that kid's a whiz-bang on the computer. Yeah. He knows everything about it. And did you know when he was downloading the movies that that's what he was doing? No, no, no. Was, I, you know, I, I don't really... I like to were you out in the backyard gardening? What, yes, were, what were you doing? Where were you, obviously not watching your grandson, like in that movie, what? Uh, home Alone, with the uh, Carly Culkin movie. Yeah, yeah, he was home alone. Um, now, you know, I like to give Scooter his privacy when he's on the computer. I think it's, after a couple of embarrassing walk-ins, it's better for both of us that he gets to just, you know, find his own way through the Internet. I see. So you were out doing something else? Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I was on the back working the tomato plants, like in that movie, The Godfather, where Marlon Brando was out there squirting the poison on the on the planter. Now, how's your relationship with Scooter now that he's kind of well? He's brought you a lot of trouble here. Do you yeah, still is love he in the doghouse? Is he in trouble? Like in that Charlie Brown movie, it's a good, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, where the dog was in the house. No, Scooter and I have a, a wonderful relationship. He's a great kid, and I, I honestly, really still don't think that he did anything, uh, you know, anything worse than just uh, not knowing what he can can't do. 
Right. And it's uh, not like he's not like he's a criminal. It's not like he's some kind of mastermind criminal like in your that uh, the Tom Cruise movie, your Mission Impossible. There, you know. Right. We're speaking with Fred Lawrence of Racine, Wisconsin. Racine, by the way, was in the movie too. You know, <laughs> it was. the League of Her Own movie was uh, Racine. The Racine Buzz was about the women's baseball team. Fascinating. It's based here in Racine. The Motion Picture Association of America has filed a lawsuit. Now they are seeking. Initially, it was four thousand. Because he refused to pay, it's up to 6000 Can we have the Star Wars music again? Because we have someone here who's actually in the Star Wars film. Oh, really? Who, who is very upset. Oh, I love those Star, those Star Wars movies. Those are great movies. Really? Oh, yeah. I like your, your, your hang, hand Solo. He's pretty good. And your, uh, your Princess, uh, Princess Leia. Those are both wonderful, wonderful characters. Well, someone is here from Star Wars who would like oh, that. Oh, yeah, who do you got your, you got your, uh, Benny Wan, who, who's he? No, Wait. actually, Darth Vader would like to say something to you. Really? Oh, I to him. Oh, Fred. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't know what to say to a guy. He's a huge star. <laughs> I gotta go. There's a movie coming up. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys next time around. Wish me luck, okay? All right. Yeah, wish me luck like in that movie. Uh, what's that movie called? Uh, sea Biscuit. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Darth. He, he didn't want to talk to you. You had to go for it, didn't you, Bob? Yeah. <gasps> I'm your attorney. You <laughs> <sighs> hang up on Fred. By the way, we tried to get the real Fred. <laughs> yeah. He's watching and a movie, apparently. <laughs> no, his voicemail was full. The message box of the person you read the tiny story about is full. Go away. Poor Fred. That's going to blow up in their face yeah, in the movie be company. Closely watched. 600 grand they're after from that guy? They just want the four. The moment his attorney walks in with the four grand, it's over. And it quietly know, goes away. Him for. He owes him, he they're owes not him going bucks. to put him on the street. He owes him 80 bucks. Tops. Four movies, 20 street value, 20 bucks a piece, 80 bucks. And that's even questionable because he already owns three of them. Well, I say twenty bucks. The deal if he, is, if you bought a movie, don't you have the right to download it and watch it on your computer? No. You paid him the twenty bucks for the DVD. No. He's not selling it to anybody else. No. Well, He's not distributing. He's not a hub. Well, what they maintain is this kid put it on iMesh, which is a peer-to-peer -peer server where maybe thousands of people got a hold of that movie. Oh, that's a little different. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>